0: I read a um, wonderful anthropological account of a, some mountainous tribe in the Philippines. Maybe they were, they were, study, they were being studied in the 1960s. And um, they were relatively isolated and living in a way that they had for many centuries. The so modern world hadn't come in too far And they had a custom or a practice there around dreams. And uh, if someone in the village, in the tribe, appeared in someone's dream in a way that was scary or upsetting or difficult, then when a person woke up from the dream, they would go offer a gift to that person I thought that was pretty wise. So who knows, We you know, what's going on, you know, in the unconscious or subconscious around. Sometimes, you know, there's maybe no tensions or problems with a person because dreams represent something different. But um, that's uh, the idea of offering a gift to someone that your unconscious mind is having challenge with or your conscious mind is having challenge with is one of the great ways of creating harmony, creating mutual understanding, connection, opening hearts to each other. And um, not a few people, many people have found that when you have a personal challenge with someone, that offering a gift is one of the great ways of beginning to soften that. Um, I've advised people come, um, it hasn't happened now for a long time, I think, but there was a, a while that um, people came to me to talk about their challenges with uh, their mother-in-law. And uh, who just was not kind of being, you know, supportive or kind or something. And, uh, and I suggested, well, next time you go see your mother-in-law, uh, bring a gift, small gift, just, you know, bake some bread or something, just always bring something. And um, some of those people I suggested that to came back and said, that made a difference. Because, if, you know, when you give a gift, it's hard, the person receiver, receiving is less, like, less likely going to kind of hold it against them. You know, hold, stay, stay closed or something. It kind of begins to open things up. And in fact, it works in both ways. That offering a gift, or being generous, uh, tends to open the giver's heart and tends to open a nice connection with the person who receives the gift that can so one way of creating healthy social relationships is to practice generosity. And perhaps one of the reasons it works so well is generosity, to be generosity, is uh, freely given. Uh, there can't be an obligation to be generous. There can be an obligation to give. Uh, you can give under duress, but um, be forced to give. But, to, um, but for it to be a generous act, it has to be some aspect of it has to be freely given, some, an inspiration that comes out of you to do something which is not expected or not required. And it for to be have some feeling of freedom. And so this is part of the, the emphasis also in generosity in Buddhism is that it's a way of supporting the movement towards freedom. There's a kind of there's a kind of letting go or an opening or releasing of a beautiful part of ourselves that comes forth with the act of generosity. And so we practice generosity to support that movement of freedom and giving. It's often said that uh, generosity is also a wonderful way to uh, help us be released from self-preoccupation, from greed, from being marginally holding on, being afraid, um, being caught up in ourselves, to be generous in uh, many ways, uh, both with our material things and our money and things, but also with our our attention and our kindness, our presence, uh, our support to others. That uh, uh, we don't do it necessarily to support other people, but it's such a powerful thing to do for ourselves, to help release something in ourselves. And I found that uh, when I've intentionally taken on on practices of generosity, uh, I've benefited a lot by how it showed me that I was not generous. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I got to see oh I, I'm, there's resistance to giving I'm afraid of giving I want I'm, I'm going to hold on to this I need to have this I can't not have it all, you know you can imagine all kinds of voices and impulses inside and to have those kind of stand out and highlight in the practice of generosity has benefited me I got to look at it more deeply work with it question it let go of it and find a different way and um So the idea of social harmony, the idea of uh, generosity being a practice and a mirror for ourselves, a way of kind of helping us become freer in our lives. Um, And also generosity is a wonderful expression. As we become freer, as we become more settled and open, um, I think that there is a natural movement towards just here. Let me help you. I think everyone, I think, would probably be generous in some circumstances. If someone, um, you know, even if even towards a stranger, if a stranger in front of you uh, trips on the sidewalk and breaks her arm and is in pain, I think most people would stop and see what they can do and try to be supportive and helpful and and do something. There's no obligation to do that, but it's you know, there's a kind of feeling of empathy and human connectedness and wanting to support someone that just comes out of us in an extreme situation like that. And then, you know, as practice deepens, there's a greater sensitivity. And even something as simple as opening the door for someone uh, becomes, you know, second nature, of course. You know, you're not so caught up in your own, I have to get in there, I have important things to do. and, And you see someone else coming up and you say, here, you know. And just not because it's not even, not even a, con- not exactly, certainly conscious, but it's not a self-conscious choice as much as it's expressing a sense of connectedness and generosity and caring and empathy for others to open the door. So the whole range of things, the generosity. So it's meant, uh, it's seen as very important foundation for practice. And one of the ways of understanding practice, uh, when a whole interesting pers- perspective about the Buddhist practice, meditation practice, is to see it through the lens of being generous. Being generous to yourself, being generous to whatever your experience is. And we do have the expression, I give our attention to something. And so, an act of generosity. And uh, to frame our life, to frame our practice from the perspective of generosity, creates a different atmosphere for the practice than the perspective of duty and obligation and attainment and getting something. What is is the most generous thing you can do for yourself as you sit down? Generously offering your attention to the breathing. That attention is an act of generosity as opposed to, uh, you know, work to do or something. So generosity is a very important uh, quality in Buddhism. It's the first of the 10 perfections. And um, I imagine that all of you have had some experience of generosity in your life. And so all of you, in some some way or other, has been a recipient of generosity. And I think there must be some circumstance in your life that you can think of that. If you can't think of it whatsoever, that no one's ever given you a gift, been generous to you ever in your life, then then only in that circumstance, I wanna just mention, just on the side, kind of quietly, then I don't have to be here today. It's a generous act for me to be here to teach. <laughs> so, so you have an example. <laughs> if you're desperate, then you need it. But, but hopefully you don't use that as the example. So, so I want to make sure all, you all find yourself in. There was a, one, of my, one of the uh, great American saints, if there's a, you know, was uh, Mr. Rogers. I don't know, if, you know if, you, if many of you know Mr. Rogers, but... I learned about him when my son was young, and I used to love watch Mister Rogers with him because he was so saintly. And um, he got some kind of award, like for TV award. What's it called? like? I don't know this part of the American Academy—not the Academy Awards, but what do you get? Emmy. Emmys. Okay, he was getting like because he's a television personality, right? And so, um, so in Mister Rogers' style, um, if you don't know him, just go. You know, You'll understand maybe a little bit in a moment. So he got up there on stage and all these illuminaries, you know, and there was a national television. And the attention span of television is short, right? You're supposed to move things along. So he got up there to do his little acceptance speech for his award. And he said, everyone here today uh, is probably here because someone believed in you. Someone was generous to you in your life, supported you in some way. Let's take a minute to sit in silence and for each of you to reflect, think about that person or those people. And, um, and you know, the, the article I read it's about this event said that the people in charge of the cameras were just like freaking out. <laughs> a minute of silence <laughs> on TV like this. So, so they did a moment of silence and, um, and they, they just kind of scanned the audience as they were sitting there, and people were crying. And you know, this kind of reflection. So I'm not expecting you to cry here today, but I would like you to uh, do a little exercise, a discussion, to form groups, groups of three and, uh, and talk with your group uh, about some time when you were the recipient of a gift, the recipient of an act of generosity that was particularly meaningful for you, that helped shape you as a person, helped support you, kind of opened some new window into how to be, that somehow was, you know, important for you in your life. And, um, and uh, maybe it uh, was important in such a way that gave you a, even some understanding of what freedom can be like, or, or even what Buddhist practice is, is about, from having been the recipient of what other people have provided you or done for you, and how it was meaningful. And uh, to do this uh, little conversation with three people, um, and you'll see, if you haven't done these days before, uh, there's usually particular instructions of how we have the conversation, because it's not an ordinary conversation. And, um, and so you, it's very important to kind of not enter it, the conversation with some of the old habits of how you have a conversation. So one of the ways of thinking about this is this is more a listening exercise than a talking exercise. And of course you have to let other people have something to listen to as well. But it's not for you to kind of explain everything you can or to uh, give a long story about something of what happened in the past. Uh, uh, Long stories are not that helpful in this kind of conversation because you're also trying to help yourself and you know the story all too well. And so if there's a story involved, and the the next exercise probably has to be a little bit of one, try to keep it brief. So because there's more important things to do than just kind of, you know, tell a long story. And um, so the way to do this is um, uh, basically make one point when it's your turn to speak. So you're not, you're not, being, uh, you're not saying everything you could possibly say, but some salient point on this topic that I just gave. And then the next person does that and the next person does that. And then it comes, comes back to you. And then perhaps you've been influenced by what you've heard. And so now you can maybe talk about the same event again, the same act of generosity you received. But now you might have a different perspective on it because you heard the other two people. And that's why you don't want to go on and have a long monologue at the beginning because you haven't been influenced by anyone yet. You haven't, haven't been the kind of been touched in some way or... Something new that you never thought about hasn't kind of occurred to you because you haven't heard the other perspectives. And then you might say some, make another point. Remember, just one point. Not everything you possibly could say. And then you go around a few times, and then maybe you'll see, you'll start tapping into or understanding yourself in new ways. Or And it might not, so you go around, it might be a different event. There's not be the same act of generosity. Just see what it, what's evoked in you as you go around. Does that make sense? And, yes? So this, act, this is an exercise, a discussion about uh, on the receiving end, the recipient. Does that make sense? So what, are, what is a significant act of generosity that you've received in your life that shaped you or uh, was very meaningful and taught you something about life, taught you something about yourself, taught you something about freedom? Um, it's just you know whatever kind of, is this, kind of this, this kind of question is meant to be a little bit vague, so don't think like you have to get it just right, the answer. It's more like I'm pointing to something and to see what gets evoked in you in response to this. Does that make sense? So um, why don't you uh, form groups of three? If you don't find a group of three, uh, walk